Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. Yeah, we're back for another prediction podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Manuel Fede, and he is Stefan Bergenkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yes, I'm very, very well. Um, looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with the Bundesliga action this weekend. So, But some really, really interesting games coming up as well. Mm. Um, might be the only league in action. Um, well, not the only <laughs> league, but if you're in the UK, that might be a good time to watch that because... Do we know what's going to happen with the Premier League? I know that's off topic, but you know we're recording this. The Queen has just died. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, do we know? I think, I think they'll probably make an announcement tomorrow, which will be Friday, and I think we'll probably see quite a lot. I think the games will probably be postponed for. I think there won't be any football for the next ten days in the UK. Actually, interesting. Very so it'd be interesting to see how the Champions League plays out because that's next week as well. I think. Oh my goodness! Do they even have time for a period of mourning? Oh, who knows? Right. Anyhow, not our problem. Um, we have quite a lot to discuss, so let's just jump right into it after this break. Um, yeah, so the Bundesliga back. Uh, match day six. Wow, time flies. Opens up on Friday with Werder Bremen against Augsburg. Um, Stefan, I have this as a narrow 2-1 Werder Bremen win. How about you? Interesting. I've gone for quite a comfortable 2-0 win for Werder Bremen here, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I've been sitting on the show for a while now. This Bremen side, I think, have actually done really well um, mm. at the start of the season. I know they actually haven't picked up a home win yet, but that draw with Stuttgart and that defeat to Frankfurt, they still managed to score five goals in two games. Um, so, you know, I do kind of feel like where they are right now in the table, eighth you know, around there is probably what they're aiming for, going off their run of form in the first five games. Um, and obviously Augsburg just haven't really got going. So I'm not really worried about Augsburg just yet because, you know, we've already all, we've been here a hundred times before. They kind of get their shit together <laughs> um, after the winter break. So we'll see what happens with them. But right now it's all Werder Bremen. So I'm going for a 2-0 win for them. They have scored... Two or more goals in every match of the Bundesliga this season, Bremen have. It's pretty impressive for a newly promoted side. Um, yeah, absolutely. Very impressive indeed. Yeah. Um, a side that hasn't scored two or more goals in the Bundesliga in a while, but had a very convincing uh, result against Inter Milan, um, is Bayern Munich. And they're playing Stuttgart. And I think Bayern are going to get over their one goal hump and score three and win this game comfortably 3-0. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Um, this game just kind of has 3-0 written all over it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, Stuttgart certainly haven't been bad at the start of the season. You know, they've picked up four draws from the first five games. 
there's been a few of those games where I think they could have pushed on and picked up all three points. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Bayern just kind of look unstoppable at the minute. I thought they looked really good against Inter Milan. Obviously, still not really clicking up front. I must admit. You know, we've mm-hmm. obviously seen that in the last two Bundesliga games, and obviously, that, as good as they were in that Inter Milan match, we kind of talked about this in the bonus pod about how Sadio Mane still isn't really clicking with the with the team yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically had to rely on two real moments of magic from Leroy Sani. Now that think about it. Um, so, you know, they have to kind of exercise those demons, and I think they'll probably do that against Stuttgart. So I've got I've got a three 0 win for Bayern jotted down here. I'm really curious to see who's going to start up front for Stuttgart in this one. Um, I, I guess they sort of dodged a bullet with Sasha Kalajic going because he's now out long term with an ACL injury, right? Um, but still, I mean, hard to replace. Uh, I think Lucas Pfeiffer. No, he's still suspended, so he's not going to be back. So, but it's going to be interesting to see. They played Silas and Iklov up front against Schalke. Hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what what Pellegrino Matarazzo is going to do here. Yeah, they played Silas up front against Cologne as well. Yeah, but and he's more of a winger, so hmm. it's going to be yeah. Really, I'm just curious to see. Um, What's going to happen here? Um, obviously, they were able to hang on to Bonner Sosa this window, which is, I think, a bit of a surprise, right? Uh, mm. I guess Guri Rassi could be in um, another one. You know, he's alone, of course, from Stadrens. So interesting. I think this is this is going to be something to watch out for. What Stuttgart are going to do tactically against this very good Bayern Munich side, and whether they're going to be able to. Maybe upset the apple cart here a little bit. I mean, we've seen now enough examples of teams doing it. But yeah, I still think Bayern are too strong and they're going to win this game uh, 3-0. Uh, up next, and I think this is your match of the week, right? Leipzig against Dortmund. Yes. yes, for obvious reasons. You know, we've got the former Dortmund head coach up against uh, his former team. Mm. Leipzig obviously announced Marco Rosa. Uh, today, Thursday, that will be for anyone listening. Huge um, surprise, uh, shocker. yeah exactly (laughs) um and you know the narratives just kind of write themselves here the coach the head coach who arguably can quite you know i think within reason could say he was a bit let down by dortmund in the manner in which they went about things Mm. ironically maybe leipzig wouldn't have sacked tedesco if they didn't have rosa waiting in the rings in the same way that dortmund sacked him to bring in terzic so i guess these things kind of have a habit of evening themselves out in the grand scheme of things but yeah I think this game's going to be absolutely fantastic mm. Dortmund have looked quite good recently they've been grinding out results uh, they reacted really well to a Werder Bremen result especially in the Champions League they beat a Copenhagen side who obviously you know aren't big haters but yeah. by no means a bad team uh, and undoubtedly it could have been a potential banana skin and yeah. they do feel like they're kind of getting into the rhythm of things but Leipzig are a completely different beast and not only will Rosa bring that much heralded kind of new manager bounce but I think he'll also be able to kind of just step straight into that team and be like right here's the Red Bull template here's what you guys have to do go do it and you know he's not exactly going to step in there and kind of reinvent the wheel is he so Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Leipzig do kind of hit a kind of running start with him um, so I've I've gone for a two-two draw for this game. Interesting. So I went on the yellow wall part, part earlier today. So shout out to Stefan Bushko and the great work he does with that show. 
And um, he asked me for predictions for this game, so I can't really change it now, can I? Um, I went for 2-1 win for Dortmund. Hmm. I did wonder about the new manager bounce. Um, the caveat being that Rosa doesn't really have a lot of time, does he, Stefan? Um, he comes in, well, presumably today, by the time of recording Thursday. He was in Leipzig already yesterday, but didn't really exactly lead training then. So that gives him today, Friday, and that's it mm. to to sort things out. Um, I think you're quite right. I mean, the, the squad is certainly good enough and um, you don't know how many of the players played against Tedesco in, in the end, right? Um, mm. So I, I do anticipate of a bit of a new manager bounce. Like, I don't think... Did someone suggested to me on Twitter that if Dortmund play like they did midweek and Leipzig play like they did midweek, then... Dortmund are just going to roll over Leipzig. I don't think that's going to happen by any means of the imagination. That's just not not going to happen. I think this is going to be a very tight game. Um, I think 2-2 is a good shout. Um, I can't change my prediction, unfortunately, so I'm going to stick with my 2-1 that I gave for the yellow pot, wall pot. Um, need to be consistent, right? Don't want to throw mm. Stefan Buschko under the, under the bus either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I think it's going to be a lot tighter uh, than we maybe expect. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Actually, it's it's a good match. The next one is going to be Hoffenheim against Mainz. Um, I always struggle with those two sides to give a proper prediction, and I went with the home team. I went with a two 0 win for Hoffenheim in this one. Yeah, I've I've kind of gone. For, I, I found this one much like the Dortmund game very hard to predict. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mainz have looked very good away from home. Picked up three wins from three. Uh, within reason, beating some beating some beatable teams in that regard. Obviously, beating Bochum and then Augsburg and then a really good 1-0 result against Gladbach last week. Um, so I was inclined to put them, you know, in front here. But Hoffenheim have also been decent in general, but also at home as well. Yeah. They've also beaten Bochum and Augsburg. So, you know, both teams have kind of picked up some early points off some very beatable teams and they obviously face a very um, difficult opponent in each other so I've kind of remained diplomatic for this one and I've gone for another 2-2 draw mm, goals that's good goals are plenty uh, yes exactly yes. <laughs> um, up next is Frankfurt against Wolfsburg alright so I went back and forward on this one um, I went to either Champions League hangover for Frankfurt or a complete rebound like we've seen from them in the past. Um, I ultimately settled for a 2-1 Wolfsburg win. What do you think? Oh, interesting. So what's your kind of reasoning for that then? I think it's that Champions League hangover is tough. Um, And although they looked really good against Leipzig last week, I think that their coach will be looking at, at the mistakes that they made against sporting and set up his side accordingly now of course i could have i could get this completely wrong i could go completely the other way because frankfurt are so unpredictable at the moment right Mm. um but yeah i just feel that while they like still getting used to this midweek weekend rhythm this being the champions league um i just think that there's a good opportunity there for wolfsburg to get all three points yeah, I, I would 
entirely agree with you there in a the sense that Wolfsburg really should be looking at this match thinking we really need to do something here yeah. or else you know Nico Kovac is in real trouble yeah. um, and I was actually quite inclined to go with the Wolfsburg win as well but they have just been so incredibly hopeless uh, recently that I've just kind of gone for a, a really narrow victory for Frankfurt a 1-0 win mm. for them in the end just because you know <laughs> I was kind of joking with I think it was Chad Crispitus in our group chat that yeah. Every time I watch Frankfurt, they're absolutely dreadful this season. Um, I've watched them now, I think, three or four times, and they've been spanked every time, including uh, the Champions League this week, which I know we dis- disagreed over this in the in the bonus pod, but I thought they were quite poor over the course of the game. Um, but I then kind of come on shows like this or the prediction pod and say, look, guys, Frankfurt were terrible in the game I watched last week. They're going to be terrible this weekend. <laughs> and they never are. They always find a way to kind of bounce back. They find a way to grind out results. Um, and as someone put it to me on Twitter uh, last night, uh, they've kind of switched their kind of mentality from last season where they were crap in the Bundesliga, but good in Europa League. This time around, they're terrible in Europe and this, and actually quite good in the Bundesliga. So I've got, I've gone for a very one nil, a very narrow one nil win for Frankfurt. Interesting. Yeah, I understand the reasoning. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm curious what you're going to make of this next one. Uh, This is Hertha against Leverkusen. And, okay, so my prediction is that Leverkusen are going to win this 3-1. But this is a mind they have to win this game 3-1 or decisively. Otherwise, Gerardo Sione is going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, let me put it to you this way. If they do not win this game decisively, that's for me a clear indication that the team no longer responds to the head coach. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I think anything but three points for Leverkusen in this game. Um, decisive three points, I think. It has to be yeah. decisive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hertha Berlin, I mean, <laughs> I know they're kind of proven to be a bit of an issue. Obviously, they picked up a win uh, last weekend. Um, so you know, you never know what they what they can kind of provide. They have kind of been a bit of a thorn in the side for some plates for some clubs so far, mm-hmm. but they are a perfectly beatable team for a side like Leverkusen. I mean, I know I didn't actually watch Leverkusen game midweek, and having watched it back, they definitely had plenty of chances. Um, and you know that Herodeke mistake for the goal was just the most bizarre clanger. Um, um so. I think it's um you know, I think it's kind of like a it's a it's a very tricky one to kind of predict how they're gonna perform. Mm. Um but yeah, I've gone I think they'll I think they will bounce back. I think there'll be a lot of frustration from the game uh in midweek and Hertha yeah. are kinda of like the perfect team to um yeah, to bounce back from. But anything but I've gone so I've gone for a three one win for Leverkusen, but anything else and uh they'll be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, up next is what the league scheduled as the top spiel. Yeah, uh, Manu, can we just pause for a second? I've, yeah. A storm has just started. And I have to go close the window next door. One, yeah. one second.
Hi, sorry. Crack on. Perfect. So up next is what the the top spiel, the Bundesliga scheduled it that way. And I think a lot of people will be a little confused about um, the Bundesliga Bundesliga or the DFL's determination that this is a top spiel, uh, the match of the week. And Schalke against Bochum. And it is because there's a lot of history there, right? Um, mm-hmm. It is the original Revere Derby. You know how we have an original classica, Stefan? We also have an original <laughs> Revere Derby because uh, in the 70s and 80s, Schalke and Bochum, I mean, everyone knows about the rivalry between Schalke and Dortmund, right? Um, but Schalke and Bochum were actually both better than Dortmund. Mm-hmm. And um, this was actually the big match until it became supplanted by Schalke against Dortmund. And so I think it's actually... It actually makes sense for you know for the audience, the German audience, which is the largest payer of the TV money deals that the DFL gets to, to have this match scheduled as the top spiel. And this is why I also picked it as my match of the week. There's a lot of history there. We haven't had this match in the Bundesliga for a while. Um, a lot of people, I guess, anticipated to, for, to have it last year. But then, of course, Bochum got promoted, Schalke got relegated. Um, so they kind of missed each other. And mm-hmm. I think this is... You know, for nostalgia's sake, quite a big game, and I'm really, I'm really actually looking forward to it too. I think there's going to be a fantastic atmosphere uh, at the Feltins Arena, um, and because this is a derby, this is really worth a game watching. And I have this down as a two-nil Schalke win. Yeah, you know, I I completely agree in terms of like fan culture, football culture in German football. This is a huge match. Yeah. Um, and I have to give the Bundesliga props for kind of giving it its moment in the sunlight because they could have easily looked at this this match day and said, right, Leipzig versus Dortmund, mm-hmm. that's the big game. Um, although I don't know why they haven't stuck that on Sunday, but I guess that's maybe because there are Champions League games next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great that this game is getting played. It's also going to be a really interesting match. I think obviously Schalke and, yeah. Dor- and Bochum are both really struggling uh, at the start of the season. Uh, Bochum in particular, I think, look in real trouble. Um, and as much as Schalke have kind of struggled this season already, I think they've kind of shown a little bit more grit so far. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game at all, uh, but I think it should be a really good nervy match. I guess we could call it like a kind of six-pointer if you want. Mm-hmm. I was uh, just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Schalke, which mm. they really should be picking up a point here. I think, or all three points, rather. If they, you know, anything but all three points, I think would be really concerning for Schalke at this point in the season because Bochum haven't picked up any points. Five defeats from five. They've only scored three. They've conceded 15 in five mm. games. Um, this could not be more of an open goal for Schalke. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I know, I know, rival, I know. Uh, you know, form goes out the window when it comes to derbies like this, and God knows the players will be just bouncing off the walls with adrenaline going into this match. But Schalke really have to do the business here, I think. Yeah, agree. Uh, could be a final two for Thomas Reis, uh, head coach, um, mm. Bochum head coach. Um, so really important match. Up next is um, Köln against Union Berlin. Both those teams in action in Europe. Um, we complain a lot on this podcast about Europe team, Bundesliga teams in Europe struggling. Köln fans made themselves a lot of friends in Nice today. This game had to be almost cancelled, the Europa League Conference League match 
against Nice because of um, hooligans, for lack of a better word, causing all sorts of fan trouble there. Uh, it's disgusting to see. Uh, we don't want to see that at all. Um, and, you know, I get it that Köln are a traditional club with a lot of fans. Has to do better. Uh, terrible representation of the league. It's 1-1 there. Um, Union Berlin lost their match against uh, Union saint Gilles from from Belgium. Um, another example of a Bundesliga team not doing getting the job done in Europe. Um, very unfortunate. Um, but I don't know. I like with that in mind, I really don't know what to expect from from this from those two teams in the Bundesliga. And this is at home in Köln. Köln get a lot of bounces right now at home. So I went for a three-one win for for Köln. Hmm. Interesting. I I kind of feel like uh, I'm I'm kind of looking at this the opposite way around. To be honest with you, I still think mm. um, you know, despite that kind of performance in Europa League, I still think Union Berlin are, you know, they, they know exactly what they're doing in the Bundesliga, um, yeah. so far. And we've kind of talked. I think I feel like we kind of drew comparisons to these between these two clubs last week or something. But mm-hmm. um, as good as Cologne have been, um. I still kind of feel like Union Berlin are still a bit better, um, yeah. which obviously is shown in the league table. But um, I've just been so impressed with Union, Union. I mean, I know there's the kind of tendency when clubs do pick up a result against Bayern that they do kind of seem to drop off, which has certainly been the case with Gladbach recently, who are mm-hmm. doing their best to show me up for giving them some praise on the blog. Uh, but yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Union Berlin here. Um, I think it'll be very, very tight. Mm. Going to be an interesting match for sure. Um, both teams also then in action again next m- midweek. Um, you know, schedule is brutal at the moment. Uh, final game, and this is, seems to be a team, Stefan, that is getting the job done in Europe. As we record, Freiburg are already up 2-0 against Karabach at home. Um, props on them for actually getting something done. Um, they're facing Gladbach. Um at home again, and I went for a two-two draw here. Mm, yeah, I, you know I can understand that. Um, I found it really hard to kind of pull these teams apart. I'd missed Gladbach's game in the mid uh, last weekend. Obviously, you know they're very narrow one-nil defeat to Mainz. Mm. Um, so I really can't comment on how well they performed or did. Bayern perform. hangover. <laughs> well, yeah, possibly. Um, so. You know, it depends. It'd be interesting to see how they can kind of bounce back. I think the interesting thing here is that they still managed to keep it to a low-scoring result. You know, their, their defense yeah. is still kind of putting in a decent performance, even though they did concede a goal. Um, so, I still think this is going to be very tight. If they were playing anyone else, I would say I would probably be putting Gladbach down to kind of bounce back. But Freiburg just look like they're on fire at the minute, top of the table, doing the business in Europe. Um, and Freiburg just have a habit of kind of going in these really incredible runs. Mm. Um, and I've gone for a 2-1 win for Freiburg. Maybe that's a bit optimistic. Maybe they will have a kind of hangover from the from the Europa League or from European football, rather. But I've kind of got a bit of confidence in them. So I'm going for a very narrow 2-1 win for Freiburg. It's a really good match to finish off the match day. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Some Absolutely. really, I mean, I know, I know, we kind of say this every week because we follow league, but there's some really, really good fixtures this weekend. Yeah, really is, and then um, yeah, see, see where things stand. I think I picked up a couple of three pointers on the last, 
last match day, Stefan. So I'm a little bit. Oh, ahead. I haven't even checked what I'm doing right now. I need to get poor oh, Daniel's going to have to tally up and let me know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Oh, they they put it out right, and we'll see who's winning the get German football news uh, <laughs> prediction game that we didn't even know we signed up for. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it from this week. As always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online, and um, we'll be back next week with the full program again. Next week is Revere Derby too. Um, really looking forward to it. I'm going to be at that game, Stefan. Mm. Yeah, I'm very envious. Very envious indeed. My first one. I've been to the Signal Iduna Westfalen Stadion in Dortmund a few times. Mm. My first Revier Derby, so I'm really curious. But yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.